With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Pete Hammond. And this is the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. Today we're going to be discussing the Emmy contenders for Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Plus, you'll hear my interview with Juliana Margulies and Dominic's interview with Mahershala Ali and the creator of True Detective, Nick Pizzolatto. It's from our annual Emmy Contenders event. Which is great. But let's, be, let's talk about funny guys. So, last year's winner was Bill Hader for Barry. Yes. Which, of course, had the amazing and iconic Henry Winkler in it as well, who didn't do too badly in his own awards season. Yeah. This year... Bill Hader is going in as the incumbent and might emerge as the winner, but it's a pretty strong, strong bench. There is, however, one name that I would think maybe don't even end up showing up. And you expect it, but it's William H. Macy. Uh As many of us know, William H. Macy's wife, Felicity Huffman, along with many others in in Hollywood and otherwhere else who have deep pockets, has emerged and been, let's say, flagged in the ongoing college bribery, college admissions bribery scheme. Now, Mr. Macy, the star of Shameless, has not actually been named as a defendant, though his wife has clearly and uh, has appeared in court now a couple of times. But he was picked up on some transcripts, some wiretaps, known as spouse. And so it'd be hard, I think, moving forward, at least with a cloud over his head, for anyone to see this as a humorous situation. Well, you know, I don't know. Last year, Anthony Anderson was going through the same thing, being, you know, caught up in the Me Too movement. There was a lot of talk about him, accusations here and there. It didn't hurt him in getting a nomination in this category. I don't know that the voters actually are going to look at all this. I agree with you. This thing is a hot-button topic right now with college admissions. He seems to have skirted a little bit to the side of it. It's all based on felicity. I would say if it was her, <laughs> mm-hmm. that there would be no way. With him, it's, uh, it could go either way. I just think the competition in the category may be the thing that knocks him out. Um, and, and a few people voting against him because of this situation uh, could be the difference there for him. You're absolutely right. We don't know how politics and, uh, and controversy will enter into the race. But I do want to point out it didn't hurt Anthony Anderson's chances. And speaking of which, Anthony Anderson probably looks like a pretty good contender this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Anthony is he's top notch. And, and this might be his year. But, of course, we have, you know, we have Ted Danson. We have Jim Carrey. And, and we have the Golden Globe winner, Michael Douglas from the Kamensky Method. And, you know... That's a pretty big name to get up there with another star another star on, on his Hollywood Walk of Fame, so to speak. I think Michael Douglas is the one to look out for here. Um, look, he didn't win at SAG and all of that stuff, but nevertheless, it, it is a formidable name, and I think that show also is good for Chuck Lorre. You know, he's never really gotten an Emmy. This is his best chance, too, so people are watching it. They really like the show. It's great. The chemistry between Alan Arkin and Douglas is great, and Margaret. Margaret's in it, my beloved Anne Margaret. I will just watch anything with her. I was so happy when she showed up. It's a really good show, and I like Michael Douglas a lot. So, Bill yeah. Hader, by the way, last year was a surprise. Yeah, a real surprise. <laughs> a real surprise. So. I, think, I think Barry alone was a real surprise for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I think, you know, also, 
you mentioned uh, Chuck, Chuck Lorre, but I mean, there's another Chuck Lorre alum who we could see here, kind of a maybe coming in a little bit from the side door, but of course, Jim Parsons. Yeah. With the final season of Big Bang Theory. But he's already got like four Emmys. For hey, show. you know what? You can have more. I you can always that, have more Emmys, my friend. Well, I do think that there might be, because it's going to get so much publicity for its final episode and all of that, it, it benefits from that, from being like top of line again. People have sort of like forgotten about it when it comes to the Emmys in the last few years, uh, after the first few seasons when he, he was winning. Now he has not even been nominated in a while. So yes, he could come back as a final bid, a uh, good night, as it were, to the Big Bang Theory. No question about it. I think that is a possibility. Uh, Jim Carrey, I don't think so. I, I, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, again, yeah. I, I think that there is, you know, in the past several years, I mean, it almost feels old hat to say it now, but this crossover of, of big screen stars going back to the small screen, in the case of Jim Carrey, who, of course, started on In Living Color and other things, you know, I do think... Uh, you know, there's some people who really like a Showtime show. There's some people who think there's a lot to be said there. I'm not mm. entirely sure that this is the audience to connect with. And I'm not entirely sure the Emmys want to perhaps risk an outliner in this yeah. case. I think they're going to go more for pretty much stable, and they're pretty much going to go for... They're going to go for what they've gone for before. Well, you just led into my next one, Ted Danson. No question. With The Good Place, he's a beloved TV star. That show has been building, you know, seriously uh, with each season uh, in terms of awards recognition and nominations. He was nominated last year, and this could be a year where more people see it, where he has a better chance. So I would say him. Now, on the bottom line, on those uh, bubbling under, watch out for this guy Rami Youssef. Um, ah. <laughs> watch out for him. It's a good year for any actor named Rami. <laughs> <laughs> that is Rami with a Y, not a I. I know exactly. it is. That's a technicality, Dominic. Yeah, I'm big, I'm big on the details. I mean, you also could see too. I mean, look, you know, uh, you know, obviously Roseanne got got blown itself out of the water, but the Connors came with a with a, a season that not not a fan myself, but certainly always a fan of John Goodman, who always has a million projects on the go, and the Connors is certainly a star vehicle for him and a lot of people love that man I think also a lot of people I would say respect him for continuing on with this after Roseanne self-destructed herself and that show that he and Sarah Gilbert and Laurie Metcalf decided to soldier on clearly going for a second season now as well you know Sometimes I feel, and it's an old, it's a theory of yours that I, I definitely converted to over the years. Is, is if you've been around, you're around, and if yeah. you've got, if you've won or you've been in the mix before, you'll probably get in the mix again. Well, he was nominated what nine times out of nine times uh, for this role, not uh, uh, last year. But uh, John Goodman surviving the whole Roseanne debacle uh, could be a plus for him. I absolutely agree. And I would also say another one too that I think has a lot of has I don't say sympathy, it has a lot of support out there is Eugene Levy. Yes. You know, Schitt's Creek is about to go into its final season, but, you know, again, beloved. He loved and that. and yeah. from SCTV all the way up to today, and I just think that he could be another really good chance here. Uh, I think there's he's an got interesting a good shot. mix. I think that happens with comedy, and I think that a lot of it is there's a lot of repeats. Yeah. I mean, just as Veep, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's also, I think, a lot of high quality here. Yeah. And sometimes comedy comedy is one of those venues where the sort of fifth or sixth act in a career has a good place to take off again. Yeah. And I think a number of these guys are really well positioned for that. Yeah, Eugene Levy is one I would look for too. Yeah, he, and it is, again, the final season. It gets that kind of publicity, and people feel like we got another chance to do this. And that's another show that is slowly built recognition, uh, not just with a 
in the television audience, but within the uh, TV Academy. So this could be a year for him, definitely there. And uh, let's, well, anybody else here? I don't know. I, I think uh, that's pretty much covering most of the possibilities. Don Cheadle actually is a very well-liked actor, too, and he's in this show called Black Monday. Uh, yeah, but Black Monday ain't funny. Yeah, I didn't think so yeah, either. I, I don't know. even I mean, know it's why like, it's in it's comedy. Look, you know, there are, some, <laughs> there, there are some people who say that Idris Elba could get one for Turn Up Charlie. But the He's thing not is, funny the thing at all. Turn Up Charlie is you, you <laughs> laugh at all the wrong places. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's it's like that's not an Emmy you want. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think they're going to turn up yeah. for Charlie. But uh, people hopefully yeah. will turn up for and and you know we have uh, as we do always at our Emmys contenders events. We sat down with some pretty high-profile names. Yes, well, definitely. And you sat down uh, with uh, really a very high-profile name, a an Oscar winner. Yeah, two-time Oscar winner, Mahershala <laughs> Ali, who, who obviously fronted the third season of True Detective. Interestingly enough, a man who won an Oscar this year on the very same night the True Detective had its season finale. So, I guess you have to say, the man owns the night, and here he is to tell us about that. I want to get a sense from you guys when you guys sat down and talked about this role and obviously working with Steven and others, how you decided, Nick and Mahershala, that this was going to play out with this character over three different, three different parts of his life. I, you know, I thought right away I would be really, really lucky to have an artist of his caliber driving this thing. Um, you know, I think, and it was a short conversation on, on that level, I think, and just that I, I listened to him and... My, my only sort of insecurity um, was if the story would be fundamentally changed by changing um, the race of the lead character, um, which was really my only insecurity. And Mahershala sort of assured me that, that he didn't want the story changed and, and that you know, he didn't want the character defined by his race, but, but to be as he was on the page, you know, um, something of a, of a broader, um, more, more dimensional uh, leading man than, than just someone who, whose defining characteristic would be race, which I think it often is a, a lot of the times. And, and then I, th I thought it worked really well and that actually it, it helped broaden my work in, in ways I may have been shy or insecure about uh, exploring. Mahershala, one of the aspects of your, of, of your character, Wayne Hayes, the police detective, is the, the backstory of his experiences in Vietnam, which is, is, is something very new in terms of the true detective timeline overall and, and the way it plays into that character as a, as a snapshot of America over three different decades, literally, 70s, 80s, 90s, and what have you. For you, how how did that inform the character in terms of your performance? Well, it gave me so you could play angry or you can you can't, but you can play tone. But I think you have to understand what is underneath something. What is you can't just play covering something that that isn't there. So you have to you have to locate what it is that you that that makes you vulnerable and then cover it, right? And so that's when people become hard or rigid or abusive even, whatever, whatever the reaction could be or however, however people like lead, whatever energy they lead with in life, it's because they have something to protect. So I think for me, it was about in some way, shape or form, really trying to inform myself about about his, his, his history, his past. Some of that was in talking to Nick and some of that is like he did his work, that's my responsibility, to 
create a life for this man and take the clues and hints that he set up for me and run with them and make those real for me, metabolize those in my own way, and then have something to protect so that later on when Nick writes what he writes in the finale or there's, but even in the 1980 version of the finale, when Wayne busts open, sort of emotionally, even as an older man as well, those are those are the things that are that are coming out, the things that you've already thought of, that you that you went to bed thinking about, that you've written about, that you have to give yourself some real things, some real memories to to sort of protect. So that's how I I approached it, and I did as much research as I could about um, Vietnam or just giving myself, I watched this 10 hour Ken Burns documentary just to give myself some images and connect myself with the time and, and things of that nature that, that would sort of feed my, my, my idea of that time and that man. So, you know, that's some true detective talk, but you had a chat too. I did actually for uh, my actor's side, I interviewed Juliana Margulies, who's back on television in a harrowing miniseries, which is about the uh, beginning of the Ebola crisis. So she's in to real life uh, stuff here that happened in the late 80s. And, uh, and that's a, a thing that's debuting in May and uh, it's on Nat Geo and it's gonna be uh, controversial and I think it's gonna be really interesting. I had a good time talking to her about it. Yeah. Growing up in New York, did your parents want you to be an actor? Is that something? I don't think they did or didn't. I think they wanted me to be happy. Ah. They didn't push me um, to be an actor at all, but I come from an artistic family. My mother was a ballerina. My father was a, a writer, a copywriter by trade to make uh, a living, but a writer at heart. And um, my other sister was a ballerina, my, my middle sister, is a singer songwriter so and guitarist so everyone was in some sort of artistic field in my house it just felt like a natural thing to do um, the truth is I I actually didn't uh, I didn't know until I got to college mm -hmm. and when I was standing on stage in the first play I did when I really felt like Oh, this feels so good. I feel Were you home. studying drama in college? Or? So I was studying, it was a liberal arts education, and I had a very heavy academic, because truthfully, I, I, I thought maybe I would follow in my grandmother's footsteps and become a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and I realized I, I well, had... Well, you did. I, well, I, and so <laughs> I did. <laughs> and a doctor, and, a, <laughs> and science. Right. I mean, you're doing everything every parent wants <laughs> for their kids. I'm much better at pretending. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at the fine print. I realized early on that reading contracts I was just laborious, and it wasn't something I wanted to do. But you really thought you might be a lawyer. I, I really thought that I, I would do that. Um, and then when I, so I took a theater third, just as sort of an outlet to get my eyes out, because the academics were heavy. And then I realized after doing this Lanford Wilson play in the Boom Boom Room, it was a tiny part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know, the stage lights went up <laughs> and I felt like I was at home for the first yeah. time ever. And I must have been, I don't know, 18, 19, and I thought, maybe I'll take this more seriously. So then I started diving in and um, fell in love with it. I love that line, I felt like I was at home. I've heard that a couple of times from other actors. I feel that myself in what I do, or I wouldn't do it, you know, what you're comfortable doing, and but what your passion is. Yeah, and I, I think for me, um, we moved around a lot when I was a kid, and I, mm -hmm. I came from divorced parents, and we moved to different countries, you know, never with a plan, always sort of haphazard and messy, and um, it wasn't, it didn't feel secure. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so being on stage and feeling like I was home, right. really home for the first time in my life, gave me such, um, it, 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 I guess it gave me a foundation, which I never felt I really had. I always had, my parents were incredibly loving and I had a, a, a really interesting childhood, yeah. but it wasn't secure. And the stage and acting felt, made me feel like I belonged somewhere. And I, so. I love that. I, I, I read your first film appearance was with Steven Seagal, right? Yes. <laughs> I remember that we movie. We all have to start somewhere. Yes, you did. You started as a <laughs> prostitute, I think. Sure, right? hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> well, what, that's a, a, what do you play on a Steven Seagal <laughs> I think Shirley MacLaine says she's played, you know, 20 hookers with a heart of gold in yeah. her career. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, um, as I actually didn't know who he was when I auditioned. Oh, really? yeah. I, I didn't go to Steven Seagal movies. I didn't know who he was. Um, and I didn't really care. My, my, my um, middle sister was, was getting married and it was all about her wedding and I was gonna be her maid of honor. And, and I went to this audition and I was like, who's, who's Steven Seagal? <laughs> and, I, and then I kept getting called back. By the time I was called back for the third time, I wanted that part. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it was um, <laughs> important. But what was great about it was yeah. it got me my SAG card. Right. Oh, yeah. It got me a bigger agent. Mm. And uh, even though I, I did have to go back to bartending after that movie, which I was hoping I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, you sort of think, oh, it's my, uh, that's it, I'm, I'm done. But, um, you know, I had to go back to bartending for a little bit. But I, I, I realized how, how lucky I was in the end because it sent me on my way. Oh, yeah. You know? that, that's big. That was a big release movie. And, yeah. uh, I, I wasn't even invited to the premiere. You're kidding. No, I'm such a small part. <laughs> I, I remember I was invited to the rap party, but I was not invited to the premiere. And I went, I snuck in with all my friends to see the movie. I'd never seen myself on screen. Oh my God. And I just remember that feel. I was like, oh my God, it's huge. <laughs> it was uh, shocking. Yeah, Rika, I, I learned Spanish. I have one line in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> but you still remember. You remember I, it well, right? I remember it well. Elena, yeah. better day aquí. That was it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So thanks for listening to the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Pete and I pining on. And, of course, you can find all of our Emmy-breaking news coverage at Deadline.com. So thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.